This episode of Eat the Rules is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the online group coaching program that I run that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your appearance. With personalized coaching from me, incredible community support, and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. Get details on what's included and sign up for the next cycle at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I'd love to have you in that group. This is Eat the Rules, a podcast about body image, self-worth, anti-dieting, and intersectional feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is part one of episode 199. And it's a super special episode because I am speaking with, well, over the course of these two parts, I'm going to be speaking with four incredible women who worked with me in my You on Fire program. And I'm just so excited to share their stories with you today. In today's episode, I'm going to feature two stories. And in the next part, I'm going to feature two more stories. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 199. Finally, a smart, educated and informed podcast about body positivity and all the things I need more of. Thank you so much, Jess K30 for leaving that fantastic review. It means the world to me. You can leave a review by go to iTunes, search for eat the rules and then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review. I'd be so grateful if you did. And take a minute to just hit that little subscribe button. It's so easy. I'm going to pester people about this now because that's what Sarah Silverman does. And if she can get away with it, so can I. So yeah, just do that. And also don't forget to grab the free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies. It has been a while since I did one of these spotlight episodes. And that's just because there were so many other things to cover. But I am so excited to get together with four of the women who uh, joined You on Fire in the fall of last year, or so in the fall of 2020. And they are here today to share their stories. And, you know, I do this for a couple of reasons. One, to give you an idea of what it's like to work with me and to, yeah, give you a sense of what we do in my group program, You on Fire. And also just, you know, whether or not you choose to work with me or not, just to inspire you and to give you some real life stories of people who aren't coaches or other professionals who were able to make these incredible transformations and really radically change the way they feel about their body and their relationship with food. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about my program, You on Fire. And one of the pieces of feedback I got once was that like, this kind of sounds like an infomercial. And so if you don't like that, just skip ahead. That's totally fine. You don't need to tell me. But I'm going to talk about it because I think it's important. And I love this program. And it is like literally why I get up every day. It is the 
thing that I do and I love it and I believe in it. And I just think that it has such a huge impact on people's lives and I want more people to know about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm going to toot my own horn. So skip ahead or listen to it. So You on Fire is the amazing online group coaching program that gives you a step-by-step way of building up self-worth beyond your gene size with personalized coaching from me, incredible community support and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free of body shame and live life on your own terms and have me as your personal coach for months. It's amazing. So to learn more about that and get on the waitlist for the next cycle, go to summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I would love nothing more than to have you in that group and be your coach. I love sharing these stories because I know that you can relate to them. They really can show you that no matter your age or your size, it is possible to make some amazing progress towards feeling more neutral in your body and just having a lot more mental space. That is the theme of these episodes. It's like just this sense of having so much more mental space. There's a lot of fear that we have when we stop dieting. And we talk about that in these episodes. So the other people that I'm featuring today and the next episode shared their stories and like the hesitations they had. So they were afraid of like what people would think of them and whether they would think, oh my gosh, she's let herself go. They were afraid because it just felt like they were leaping into the unknown and they weren't sure if they were ready or if they would really be able to trust themselves. And I love sharing that because everyone feels that way to some degree when we start working together. But then they're so much freer and more comfortable in their own skin after a few short months of our time together. And they learn to be kinder to themselves and to really quiet that judgmental voice and to see themselves as more than a body. And as one of them said that you'll hear, Rebecca says, there's no virtue in being at war with your body. And I just love that she said that because that's just so, so true. They learn to stop caring so much about what others think and are able to just live their life and speak up or enjoy social occasions more, go for a walk in their neighborhood or do the things they want to do and really get in touch with who they really are and know that their value is so much more than their appearance. And they start to experience life differently because they have more agency over themselves and their opinions and their choices. And they can look in the mirror and maybe like what they see or not, but just go on with their day and live their lives without fretting about it. And they have just so much more mental space. And that is why I just want to inspire you that it is possible. You just have to take a step and continue on with it. And you can do this too. And so it's just such an honor. Like I really connect with the people that I work with. I truly care about them. I think about them years later. It's a relationship that's formed in our coaching container. And so it's such an honor for me to witness these changes and have them on the show to share them. And they really really do become free and liberated. And it's just so amazing. You know, it's not just about them being able to wear a bikini or feel comfortable in their skin. It's more than that. It's like they are able to do more things with their lives because they've gained all this mental space back and there's no going back for them. They start to leave a different mark on this world. And I believe that that's how this culture is going to change. And when we open our eyes and see the way that society standards and diet culture have really brainwashed us and say, I'm not going to take this anymore, it can just result in some incredible things. And so I'm super excited. I love doing this work because 
I know that you're all inherently worthy and it is possible for you to believe that for yourself and to fully experience life without letting your body hold you back. I just always say to people like, why put this on hold any longer? Like imagine your life three months or six months from now, if you could be free of so much of that negativity and that baggage why wouldn't you do that? Why do we stay? I mean, I know why, because we stay stuck in these same cycles out of fear. You know, it's easier to stick with what we know than to try something different. But I think when you have like this incredibly supportive community and a guide and a roadmap to lead you on that way, it just makes it that much easier and more encouraging. And so in You on Fire, you learn exactly how to have greater sense of confidence and really liberate yourself from the culturally imposed temptations to diet and be thinner. The fundamental piece of it is learning to know that you're good enough, regardless of how you look, and to turn down that criticizing all or nothing negative chatter in your head, and to accept your body and feel comfortable with it, whether that's in a picture or in the mirror or in the clothes that you wear, and just be able to like get on with your day without the constant mirror checking and thinking about it and letting the emotions of how you feel about your body rule your life, and to care way less about what other people think of you, and to figure out what really sets your soul on fire, what really matters to you in this life, now that diet and weight loss aren't cramping your mental space. And that's what I want for you. And so I've done so many of these interviews over the years. You can find them on my YouTube channel. There's a whole bunch of them that are video interviews going back five plus years. And then if you want to listen to more on the podcast, you can listen to them episode 134, episode 164, and episode 176 are some of the more recent ones that I've done in the last couple of years. I've been running you on fire for over five years. And every year, it's just, I mean, it's just incredible. I'm just so honored. Changing the way you feel about yourself, you're going to hear isn't about liking the way you look. It's really about transforming the way you see yourself and your outlook on life. And that's why I'm thrilled to share these stories with you today. In this episode, I'm going to be featuring two lovely, lovely women named Beth and Kat. Beth is 49 and from Pittsburgh. She's going to tell you this. And uh, I just loved working with Beth. She came to me at the right time. She was so ready for this. She was so sick of the bullshit. And this is Beth's Spotlight. Hi, Beth. Welcome to the show. Hi, Summer. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to catch up with you. And so why don't we start by just having you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, and who you are. Okay, sure. So um, my name is Beth and I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I just turned 49, so I'm sort of getting into my 50s here shortly. And I um, am a registered dietitian. I have a very similar story as a lot of my dietitian friends as to how I got into this profession and sort of all the baggage that brought me there and the journey that got me to here. But I work in diabetes education and love it. I feel like I'm a beacon of light for people who have been told over and over and over that I can't help you until you lose X number of pounds. And that's brought me a lot of joy. So I feel like my journey of trying to figure out my own body image and food stuff is translating to helping other people too, sort of subtly. And I I really love that. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that you can bring that into your own work. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about some of the struggles that you had with your body before we started working together? Yeah. So I guess I didn't realize until we started working together, just how all consuming, I mean, I knew it was all consuming, but I didn't know just how all consuming thinking about my body and my appearance and looking in the mirror and taking multiple, multiple pictures before I could 
possibly accept an image of myself. And it just sucked the life out of me. And I just like, it's so interesting now, the amount of capacity I have for patience and friendship and my relationship with my husband. And so much of that energy was just sucked into, oh my gosh, my stomach looks big today. You know, it's just, it's hard to even believe or accept that for years, I mean, year, I mean, years and years and years, 30 plus years, this was just part of my way of going through my days and, and coping. And it just feels so much better now and, and so different. Yeah. And so did you have any like fears or hesitations around doing this work, like around accepting your body? What was maybe on your mind before you decided to kind of take that leap to do the work? Yeah, you know, I really did. And listening to just a lot of other people in this space and your previous participants too, I had the same fear of just quote unquote, letting myself go. And that is also something I grew up with, like a lot of body judgment in my house of other people and their appearance. And so I grew up like, Ooh, she really let herself go or Ooh, she looks like she gained weight. And so the ultimate fear for me was that I was going to become that to somebody else. Like somebody else's judgment of me would be, Ooh, she really let herself go. And I also had that fear of just, if I stopped really always counting calories in my head and the things that I used to do to try to, to cope, I would just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Like there'd be no end to the amount of change in my body, you know, and that really scared me. And I had a hard time trusting that that wouldn't happen. And now I know that that is actually not what happens. And so that's brought a lot of relief. I think I had to go through that to understand that that's not how your body works. So it's nice to be on the other side of that and realize that, no, that's not how this works. If you, if you take the pressure off, your body just settles, it settles in to where it wants to be. Yeah. And so what made you decide to make a change? Like, I know you said you've been in that frame of mind, that diet mentality and everything for like 30 plus years. Like what made you decide, like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Was there any kind of moment or something that happened for you? Yeah. It's funny, like how I just kept seeing your, you kept coming up a lot in various ways on different podcasts and things. And I don't know, I think my body's just changing mid 45, I don't know, just forties, you know, that what happens. And I just started to have enough with trying to fight the tide. It was becoming all consuming. It was like becoming clear that if I wanted to not change or have my body not be different or, you know, not even that much different, but just a little bit different, I was going to have to make it a part-time job again. And I've done that in the past where dieting and exercise literally could have been a part-time job. And I just couldn't do it again. I was just like, I can't do this because it's getting harder and harder to fight the tide. And I just don't really, I don't care, but I don't know how to let go of the fears around being judged. So it was like this intersection of, I cannot live like this anymore. You know, it's like, like I said, I'm cresting towards 50 and I don't want to do this anymore. And that was really, but I didn't know how to do it. And that's when I had seen your program several times over the years. And finally I was like, damn it, I'm doing it. (laughs) I'm just, this is it. Like I invested myself and find a roadmap. And I learned so much, like what I thought was going to be the roadmap wasn't, and it was just equally as good but I wouldn't have been able to find my way had I not sort of had a launching off point. I think that's what happened. I just said, I couldn't do it anymore. 
Yeah. And I know we had talked about this. It was just like this, like the right timing for you because <laughs> you were yeah. just so ready for that change. And that was something that we had talked about a bunch there. Just, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this later or talk about it now, but you just mentioned how like the roadmap was like different than what you thought it was going to be. Like the result was the same or better. I can't remember the words you used, but can you just mm-hmm. elaborate on that just for, just to say what you were talking about there when you say that? Yeah. So in the same way that my mind has always been like, if you just work harder or you just focus and have a plan and the dieting piece or whatever, I literally thought I was just going to shift all that to now the end result was going to be amazing body image. So I thought like the course was going to, I think I've mentioned this to you. Like I had this image of me walking across the stage and you handing me my diploma. You've done it. Like your body image is wonderful now. And I thought it was going to be something like that, that I could achieve. And then I learned on the calls and I learned from listening to other people and through my own experience, like that's not where it's at. And that's okay. Like that was the biggest light bulb moment for me was that I can ebb and flow through this and make incremental progress and get better and better and better at it. I don't have to get to the end of the semester and get an A and have it be this finite thing. So that's the change for me. I never anticipated that being the pathway, that I was going to ebb and flow as much as I did and learn what I did learn from the calls and from the modules and then still have it be hard, but then get through that and then have it be hard again, but also realize, wow, I got through this a little faster than I did the last time. So I think that was what was so huge for me. I think that I couldn't have done that without your coaching and just the group and listening to other people's stories. It was priceless. I couldn't even put a price tag on it. Thank you. And I remember, I don't know, this is probably, I hope I'm not throwing you for a little bit of a loop here because it just prompted this memory of that. I remember you sent me like a metaphor of like a log jam. And do you remember that? Yeah, exactly. That's what I think the course did for me. Like I had this... So even when you asked me to, to do this, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know that I have mastered this. And then I realized that's exactly why I should do this because other people need to know that that's not what you're trying to achieve. It's it's more of like if you picture a log jam and you're just like bouncing up against all these logs, but you're not going anywhere. I feel like the course broke the dam. And then I feel like there's still objects in the way and things to navigate and bumping up on shore and then maybe going back and flowing again. So that's what I feel like it did. It was like, it just got that log jam to break. And now I'm navigating as I'm floating as opposed to being stuck. That's what it feels like. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think it's like such a great visual and metaphor for this, for this work and really just being able to illustrate what that journey is really like. And that it's not like just going to be amazing and all the time and that's it. And <laughs> never have a negative body thought. It's just not, not realistic, especially given when you've been in that frame of mind for like decades and then living in like we're swimming in the waters of diet culture. It's like, it's, we're going to still have some challenges, you know, maybe like coaching moments that we had to or anything like that that kind of stands out to you that like maybe shift things a bit for you or helped you move forward? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So I, um, yeah, we talked on one of the very first calls about just, I was paralyzed to even walk in my neighborhood. I was like, my body had changed and I'm the dietitian in the neighborhood. I've had neighbors call me and ask me for weight loss advice back in the day when I actually did that in my job. And so here I was giving them advice 10 years ago on how not to 
gain menopausal weight. And then it actually made me a hermit in my own house. Like I loved walking in my neighborhood. I couldn't do it anymore. And a big stepping stone for me was when we worked together and you were like, how can you do it? What can you think in your mind? I just, I played music. I kind of talked about channeling my inner Lizzo because at that time she was really vocal about her own body image and exercise and movement. And that really was a moment where I broke free. I went for a walk and I came home and I felt awesome. And the whole walk wasn't consumed with, I wonder what this neighbor is thinking. I wonder what this other neighbor is thinking because we have a long history together. And it was just freeing. It was an example of something that freed me up from all of this craziness that just this loud talk in my head that wouldn't quiet down. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I 100% remember that. And I remember being like, so happy for you. Because I think like, that was like one of your end goals. You're like, I just want to be able to go on a walk. And you actually did it shortly after that conversation. And yeah, I was just so happy for you that you were able to do that and not be completely rooted in self-doubt and fear and everything else. So that's awesome. What other specific things have you noticed about how you feel about your body since doing the program? Any changes that you've noticed? I just feel like I... I feel like I just can be myself. Like I have to go to work and be around people and my body's changing. And, but I just, it doesn't bother me the way it used to. I just feel like I have so many other things to offer besides my appearance. And it made small investment, not a lot, but just bought myself some clothes that I feel good in. And I just feel more and more. It's just, I just want to bring myself to what I'm doing as opposed to always wondering what I look like. I mean, historically in work meetings and so forth, like literally, if I was a fly on the wall, I'd probably look like I was like curled up in the fetal position practically in a chair because I was trying to hide every aspect of my body that might be protruding or, you know, like not looking the way I would want it to look and took up so much energy. So just being able to do that differently has been really, really huge for me. And I like that so much better. That's amazing. That's so great. I love how you said that. Were there any other highlight moments for you? I know you talked about the walk. Was there anything else? Um, I don't know. I guess it's so funny because I don't feel like I've had like lots of moments so much as I've had just, it's like, I think it's kind of more my personality. It's just a flow of a change. It's like, I feel like instead of having these drastic peaks and crashes, it's more of like rolling hills of thought around my body and my body image and just managing those feelings. And so it's like, I'm amazed at how I'm able to redirect during the day now. Like I don't even body check ever anymore. I used to, that was one of the first things we talked about on our calls. Like I couldn't walk by a mirror without looking at myself and then all the judgment that came with it. So I guess it's not been so much of like, aha moment as it's been, wow, I've strung together several days of not just tearing myself apart in my own head. And that is what feels so good. It's just like, that is something I couldn't have said, this is a goal I want, you know, because it doesn't feel as tangible as a, a light bulb moment. But that's the difference for me. I just feel like I'm living my life now. And I love that. I didn't know that was possible. Like, I get the chills thinking about it because I, I mean, I want to spend the rest of the years that I am given on this earth doing other things. That's, and I feel like that's possible now. And that is everything to me. I mean, I think the people in my life, my husband, my kids, maybe not so much my extended family, because a lot of, they bring a lot of this baggage, but they've all noticed I'm just, 
I'm lighter. So I'm just a little bit lighter and, and easier to be around and more fun. And I love that. I love that feeling. That's so awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. I love it. I love it. And it's so true. It is like with these kind of like subtle shifts and it's more like the absence of these things that occupied so much time and energy before that are just, it's just like so liberating (laughs) to not have that there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And to know that it's possible. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I didn't know it was possible. I thought that this is just 30, maybe even more odd years of just constant body talk and just body shaming and all this stuff. And I didn't know that it was possible to feel this different. That's what's so cool. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And so what's it like to get this baggage off your shoulders? Uh, I think like it just feels, you know, it's funny. Like when I was thinking about that, I feel like the baggage comes and goes, but it's not nearly as heavy as it used to be. I feel like I'm shedding it and that's awesome. So I feel like the baggage is a lot lighter. It's still there. I think, you know, we talk about this a lot in the group classes and just generally, I mean, we live in this culture. It's not like everybody is going to feel as enlightened as I feel about this or that I don't make it such a priority because that's the reality of the culture we're, we're steeped in or living in. But I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's just like shedding that baggage over time and just feeling lighter. It makes me feel like it's just going to get lighter and lighter. I feel like I made a hard right and I'm on that path now and I love where it's taking me. That's kind of how I feel. I guess it's just what I've learned about myself through this is how much being a black and white thinker never served me. And Mm -hmm. I've stopped doing that particular issue. And like, so it's okay sometimes that one day I feel lighter and another day the baggage sort of reappears, but then it's lighter than it used to be. But you know, so that's how I feel. And that's reality. Like, that's awesome. (laughs) That's an amazing place to be. And uh, yeah, I love the way you describe that. I love all your metaphors. (laughs) The baggage and the logs. and It's great. Um, So what's one piece of advice that you give to other people going through a similar experience? Well, this is what I would like to say to anyone just even considering joining you on fire or thinking about making this kind of a change. I just want to share that this isn't about mastering your body image. I thought that's what it was going to be. And I'm learning more and more that my body image is a symptom of something else. And that's been really awesome because I always thought the opposite. Like if I solve my body image, then I'll feel better. But really, it's just that is a diversion. If I can just stay focused on what really needs my attention, I feel better. So I, I think because I just decided enough is enough, it was all encompassing. It's allowing me instead of going to that, like just degrading myself or putting myself down, I'm more feeling what I actually feel in the moment and what it's really about, as opposed to if I could look like this, everything would feel better. So that is something I would love to impart. And I feel like I really truly don't think I could have done it without the launching pad of You on Fire. I love the um, I love the group classes. I couldn't believe... Originally, I thought, okay, I'll really dive into this and do one-on-one with Summer because then I'll really, really solve my body image issues, right? And you really encouraged me to consider the group. And I'm so glad I did because it's like salve on the wound or whatever we call it. It's like you listen to other people and you're like, wow, like a lot of us are suffering a lot and you want to just say, gosh, you don't have to suffer so much, but then you realize that's what you need to be saying to yourself. So I guess I'd like to say too, I just like being kind to yourself is really kind of the only way out of that 
quagmire of awfulness and body image crap. And so that's what I've been able to do. And I've been able to incrementally get there over the last nine months or so since I did the program by these little changes instead of these massive, big achievements around it. And that's awesome because then I feel like, wow, I wonder what I'm going to feel like a year from now. You know what I mean? Like it just keeps getting better. I just keep feeling lighter. And like I said, I can't put a price on that. It's just been life-changing for me. And so glad that I learned the tools through what you taught us and the modules and just other people's experiences to be able to say, wow, like there's a different way. And that just feels awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, thank you for that. And it's just, I just want to extend my gratitude to you. Like, it's just been so amazing to walk beside you on this path and witness you really changing and evolving and becoming more of who you are. And yeah, I was just so honored and proud of you in this. And I just, I'm really happy that we got to reconnect today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for saying that. Because I feel like I've won this feeling. Like I've put the, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I've put the work in and with your support and just the whole infrastructure of the program, it feels possible. That's what's so cool. Yeah. I can give you your diploma now. <laughs> I, said, I, can, I said, I can give you your diploma now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Just kidding. No, no. I had to throw that in there. No, I just, you were awesome through this whole thing. Like, and I know we talked about like just you being super ready for this and just being so done with the other way of being that you were just like committed. And I think that was just so great to watch you just really push yourself outside your comfort zone sometimes and do some and really like commit yourself to it and trust the process and trust me. And I'm just always so grateful for that. Yeah. Thanks. What the work you're doing is it's so needed. And I think I told you at the end of the program, like you found your sweet spot, like this is what you were meant to do. And it's really meaningful and it's really impactful. And I really can't thank you enough. Oh, it's thank been life changing. So oh, thank yeah. you. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up, before we close it out? I would just say, and I listened to one of your spotlights before I did it. And somebody said, if you're on the fence, just do it. And I was like kind of over the fence, but still had one foot dragging. And I just kicked it over. And I'm so glad I did. Like, it's the best investment you can make in yourself. It will pay dividends. I really think for years, like I'm already, you know, I've been reaping the rewards for going on here now, but I feel like it's one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And I highly, highly recommend just taking the plunge and doing it. There's, you really have nothing to lose. Oh, thank you so much, Beth. It's been such an honor. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Rock on. One thing you're going to find when you listen to these this time around is that everyone seemed to have these like really incredible metaphors that I loved. And I loved Beth's metaphor of the log jam. I just feel like that resonated so much in terms of how this really, how this work really looks like, you know, we're not looking to completely get rid of all the logs, but we're really looking at getting rid of that main log jam and you're still going to have hardships and it's not going to be perfect, but you're able to really keep, get that water moving and keep it flowing and learn how to work through those things. So I just thought that was great. And I feel like for some reason this time around, everyone kind of had a really good metaphor (laughs) for doing this work. So that was so great. I loved working with Beth so much. And next up we have Kat who Kat lives just not too far from where I live over on the island. And I loved, loved, loved working with Kat so much. She was such a beacon of light in the group. She just was always so supportive to everyone else on the calls and in the group. And it's been such an honor. This is Cat Spotlight. 
Hello, Kat. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name's Kat or Catherine. I'm 45. I live in Victoria, BC. Gorgeous place. I work at a sewing shop. I'm a big sewer. I used to be a social worker, so always interested in the questions about why we are the way we are and those kinds of things. Yeah. And I live out here with my partner and my dog. Nice. That's awesome. So can you tell everyone just a little bit about some of the frustrations that you had with your body before we started working together? Sure. So I guess like a lot of women, I had those feelings that many of us have about feeling like my body wasn't good enough. Like I don't remember a time previously when I felt okay in my body from the time I would say I was like probably an early teen or preteen all the way 20s and 30s, always feeling like I had to be thinner. Thinner was the way I should be. Or there were other problems with my body, like I was too hairy or I'm too short or I was too round or so lots of just, yeah, not feeling good enough, feeling like I needed to change to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And so how did that impact your life? Like, did that impact any of your social interactions or how you showed up? It definitely made me feel self-conscious, like in a way, like I was out in the world, I'd want to look a certain way, how I dress. I was quite concerned about that. I was cautious about how I would eat around other people. So in social situations, even in my family, like making sure I wasn't eating too much on the food front definitely impacted the choices I made when I went out to restaurants and things like that. And yeah, and it was also just a mental thing, like feeling like I was constantly checking what I was eating. And at the end of the, like, it was stressful. At the end of the day, I'd kind of review what I'd been eating that day. And was that okay or not? And so yeah, it affected a lot of different parts of my life. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that and like all the mental real estate that it takes up. Yeah. So what made you decide to make a change? Like, was there anything that happened that you were like, this is not working? Like, there has to be another way? Like, what happened for you? I didn't have a specific one moment, but I knew that I wanted to change my relationship with food. That's where my starting point was and my relationship with my body. And I'd done therapy work around other stuff in my life, around anxiety. And I'd sort of brought up the food and eating stuff with my most recent therapist, but I didn't really find her work helpful. Like I felt it was very superficial. Maybe she was also buying into a lot of the body image stuff that was also problematic for me. So I didn't feel like she really had the skills to help me in the way I wanted. So... I was looking around. I knew I wanted something that was going to be coming from a feminist place. And although I was struggling, I had like a, some thoughts about why things were so hard for women and myself around bodies and eating. And so I think I'd been listening to you. I don't remember how I came across your podcast, but I was listening to your podcast for a while and I saw this program was around and uh, I happened to have a little extra cash. So I was like, okay, well, it's a good time to invest in my body in my life. You know, I'm in my mid 40s. I don't want to struggle with food and my body for the rest of my life. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in my midlife now. And so it just felt like the right time. I was ready. I was emotionally ready to it for it as well. You know, I was like, okay, other stuff in my life would kind of quiet down a bit, calm down a bit. So it felt like a good time. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I feel like a lot of people kind of echo that when they start working, <laughs> working with me. Did you have any fears or hesitations about like about accepting your body and doing this work? Yeah, it was really fear of the unknown. Like, what does that mean? Accept my body? 
what does that look like? Who would I be if I accepted my body? What does that even look like to accept my body? Because it was so foreign to me, like actually accepting my body for what it is now. It was, yeah. So, I mean, I had some fears around like, oh, what's going to happen with the eating and letting go of control around eating in some ways and, and what that meant. But there was a lot of just fear of the unknown. Yeah, it's such a nebulous concept. And it's like, you don't have a blueprint for it. So it's like, what does like, what does that even mean? Is exactly as you said, I think that that's such a common hesitation and fear, because it's not like when we go on a diet, and we sort of have this like blueprint for what that should look like. And with this, it's like, what? Because <laughs> it's the total opposite yeah. of everything that we've been trying to do before. And I think there's just not enough role models out there yet. Like, yeah, sure, we've got 101 diet books with a with a formula, right? And people on diets, we see that a lot. But like, even now, like, how many women do I know who've gone to a place of like, that's it, I'm done with restricting, I'm going to a different place. Like, I just know people from the program. But outside of that, it's like, where are the role models? for a different way of being like in your body and eating. Yeah. Yeah. It's still the dominant, like diet culture is still the dominant culture. And it's like, you're still on the fringes if you're doing this for sure. So what were some of the key stepping stones that helped you along the way? Well, I guess there are certain things we did in the program that kind of got me to challenge some stuff. If you don't mind, I'm going to go back to my notes. Yeah, of course. Of course. You can always look at your notes. <laughs> oh, Yeah. So one really, really helpful stepping stone for me and kind of tool was realizing that the voice in my head that kind of sounds mean, that's like, don't eat that or what are you doing or was really trying to protect me. I think kind of going from like, wow, there's this mean voice in my head that's trying to control me and what I eat and is critical of me is actually trying to protect me and figuring out where that came from. It came from being a kid and trying to like follow the rules so that it wasn't getting in trouble and and that kind of thing. So that helped me really shift my relationship with that part of myself. So now it's like, if I catch that voice in my head, then I, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I can kind of just like accept it and just be like, oh, it's just trying to protect me and then kind of comment in a different way. Whereas before I probably would have got caught up in it and being like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, oh, I'm bad for eating this food or whatever. So that really helped. That was a big one. Another big one too, was really challenging the idea that fat is bad, like that concept of like literal body fat is bad or unhealthy. So that whole idea about skinny is healthy, fat is not challenging that has been huge too. Like there are definitely like realizing like thinness is not actually correlated with healthiness. There could be a lot of people who are thin because of ill health or because they're severely restricting their food or whatever, or it could just be naturally genetics too, right? But that simple black and white of like larger bodied is bad somehow or unhealthy and smaller bodied is good. Totally don't think about it that way at all anymore. And then that also affects my relationship with myself, right? Because it's like, I'm somewhere between a thin, thin person and a large, large person. And it's like, well, I'm healthy as I am. Like I don't have to change to be healthy. How I am now is actually healthy. And I think it's also helped me appreciate my health at this point in the body that I have, which has been amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I know that was really important for you to be able to like have a different relationship with that. I think also the thing you were ta we were talking about before about how there's not a lot of role models for having a different relationship with food and our bodies. I think through the program, 
through the Facebook group, through listening to other podcasts that you might have mentioned and stuff like that, actually realizing there are way more women out there who are doing that is also really helpful. It's like it's not just a couple of people. It's like there's an actual movement of people who want to challenge diet culture, who see how unhealthy it is. And that also gave me hope and inspiration too, to just feel like I'm not in this alone. It's not just about me. It's about a large group of women who are trying to change this for the well-being of women, right? Yeah. And you formed like a really good dynamic with other people in the group. Like you were always so supportive and vice versa. And I think that's always like such a huge benefit of the group environment is that it like helps you to like make those connections and support one another. And like, yeah, you always have really positive and encouraging things to say to everybody else, which I appreciated so much. Yeah. And it was also just great having a a group of people who spoke a common language. Like we could refer to concepts and things that people, you didn't have to explain yourself. It's like everybody was going through the program together or people in the group who'd done the program before already understood. So when something was going on, knowing I could post in the Facebook group and people would get it and be supportive was like amazing. Yes, totally. Right. Like it's not like sharing somewhere else and you're going to get someone and say like, well, you just need to to, like try to diet or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like 20 minutes trying to explain the work that I'm doing before getting to the actual issue. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge benefit (laughs) for sure. For sure. So what are some of the specific things that you noticed about how you feel in your body since doing this program? There's definitely, I feel like my relationship with my body is a lot less fraught. So, and my husband was reflecting on this too. It's like, I feel like I experience more positive feelings in being in my body than I used to. I don't feel like it's, I think I'm just more accepting of where my body's at and it's less of an issue. So I'm not thinking about it as much. I'm not worrying about it as much. I definitely don't worry about food. Like I said before, at the end of the day, I used to do this like mental checklist. It's like, what have I eaten today? Am I a good person because I ate this or not a good person because I ate this other stuff? That's pretty much stopped. And I definitely notice joy in eating food now. Like it's like the guilt is really kind of gone away. So it's like I can eat ice cream and actually enjoy eating the ice cream, right? Instead of thinking, oh, I need more exercise after I've eaten this ice cream or can't have another treat today because I had the ice cream. It's just there's a lot less baggage around eating now, which is great. And, uh, and yeah, and then that feeling of like, what am I waiting for in terms of my body and how I use it? It's like, I don't need to wait till my body's a different way before I just go and live my life. I can just live my life now. And that feels really good too. appreciating my body for what it can do. And yeah. Amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Were there any like highlight moments for you? Like things that you specifically did that were, yeah, like a highlight or just something that like maybe you didn't think you could do or hadn't done in the same way before? Can't think of like any like big ones, but I notice now that I kind of give less what I look like when I leave the house. I'm like, I'm going to the dog park. I'm like, I don't have to look all put together to go to the dog park. I don't care if what I'm wearing matches or not. I'm just freaking going to the dog park. Like my dog has to go outside. I don't have to look put together. And if people at the dog park don't like it, well, who cares? So there's a kind of a spontaneousness there that's really great. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I also, just because I'm feeling more comfortable in my body, I also feel more comfortable expressing myself through my clothes, if that makes sense. Like I'm experimenting more with like patterns and how I adorn my body, which is pretty fun. That's amazing. Those are all big things too. I know you're down, like you're like, they're little, but like, no, those are actually quite big (laughs) to be able to do those things. That's awesome. 
And so how does it feel to be able to, to like, kind of, like you said, the baggage like is sort of off your shoulders now? How does it feel to have that baggage off your shoulders? It's so liberating getting mental space back, getting time back. Like it's just, yeah, there's just a lot less worry about food and clothing and all that stuff. And so I feel freer than I did for sure. I feel freer. I feel light, like emotionally lighter. I feel happier. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And like, especially because you did this through the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Which was hard for a lot of us, like in the group, like there was a huge impact on mental health and the way we felt about our bodies and not having those normal things that really give us a sense of fulfillment, not being able to have those in our life. And so like, I really admire the sort of group that you were a part of that went through this through the pandemic, because that's extra hard to do, I think, you know? And so I wanted to mention that because I think it's like an important caveat that like you were also doing this while kind of having this like major emotional stress in your life. And I know that impacted like, I know there were conversations that we had where like, people felt more down, people felt more just emotional, which is totally normal and to be expected in any like normal circumstance, but especially because of the circumstances. So I just think it's really cool that you could still sort of be able to work through this stuff despite like everything that's gone on. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I mean, there were all these extra restrictions in terms of what we could do. But maybe in some ways doing the program during COVID helped me to notice the smaller things that I was grateful for. So it's like, yeah, it was COVID, but I could still go for walks. So I could still be in my body in that way. And like, how amazing it was to be able to just be out and be in nature and stuff. So ironically, maybe it, and yeah, I think it was a harder time. I think everybody's stress levels were higher, but I think personally, I feel like maybe it actually helped me to notice the smaller things and appreciate the smaller things. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. It is a helpful perspective. It shows you what's really, that's what I've learned is that you kind of discover what's really important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what's one piece of advice that you'd want to give to other people going through a similar experience? I think the biggest thing for me, maybe it's not specifically advice, but it's maybe a perspective is that I feel like women struggle with their body image and eating and weight and all that stuff. Yes, it's about them as a person and it's their own personal struggle. Yes, but it's not about the individual person at the same time. It is so much bigger than that. And I guess what I wish I could do is lift the guilt off of women's shoulders in dealing with this stuff because honestly, it's not our fault. It's not our individual fault as women that we deal with this. It's the messaging we got from ads and from our families and from our friends and it comes at us from all different directions and it's food advertising and all this stuff and it's like we did not choose to have these struggles we did not just because of who we are somehow develop these struggles it's so much bigger than that and so I guess what I hope for women to understand is that they don't need to feel guilty about it it's not about there being a problem with them. It's so much bigger than that. So I feel like too, for women who challenge these things, it's a huge deal because they're challenging their own personal beliefs, but they're also challenging the messaging they're getting from everywhere. That, I think that's the biggest piece for me. Yes, I agree with all of that. And I think it takes so much courage to do that because 
to go against the status quo and kind of leap into the unknown, as you talked about, I just think that it's like, there's a lot of bravery that has to <laughs> go into the hut to do it. Yeah. And often women are doing that work with people in their lives who aren't supportive, which takes even more courage. So I think the women who want to deal with this stuff are extremely strong and amazing. So are you glad that you leapt into the unknown there? Yes. It was all momentarily terrifying. Well, with some scary moments along the way. But yes, I'm definitely glad. The fearful moments are definitely in the minority. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, anytime we have that fear, it's usually like indicative of bigger things on the horizon. It's just kind of like moving past that next level of comfort zone <laughs> into the into like the next level. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Kat. Is there anything else you want to say before we close this out? I guess for anybody who is hesitating about whether they wanted to do the program or even not do the program, but just like in their own lives, make some changes towards challenging diet culture and stuff. It's like, just do it. It might be hard. Taking that first step might be really hard, but it's amazing what it can bring you. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Kat. It's so good to catch up with you. And thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're welcome. Rock on. So cool to see how far Kat came in this process. And again, was such an honor to work with her in the program. That is it for this episode, part one of episode 199. Uh, the next episode will air very shortly, and that will feature two other stories. Thank you so much for being here today. You can find all the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 199. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Summer Inanin. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, search Eat the Rules, and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on.